Gospel. Glory to you, 
the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we celebrate St. Porfirios of Kofsikalivia. He's one of our modern saints, one of those three uh, recent saints from Greece, St. Jacobos of Evia, St. Paisios of Mount Athos, and St. Porfirios of Kofsikalivia, which is a region on Mount Athos. Now, St. Porfirios, he was a very holy young boy, and he was raised in holiness. He lived on the island of Evia, which we know also from St. Jacobos. And very early on, he read the life of St. John the Hut Dweller. Uh, you see uh, St. Porfirios, when he was a child, his name was Evangelos then, he was tending the sheep. And so when he was tending the sheep, he read the life of this saint and was inspired by this life. And then when he was seven years old, he overheard a conversation between two adults talking about the beauty of Mount Athos. And so he had his heart set on, I'm going to Mount Athos. So when he was just a young teenager, he stowed away on a ship to Thessaloniki and then wanted to go on to Mount Athos. And by divine intervention, he was able to go there. Uh, you can read more about it in the bulletin. But he was on Mount Athos in Kofsikalivia, and this is the region on the very southern tip of the, of the peninsula, which is right near the peak of Mount Athos. So it's a very steep, precarious land, and yet there are these ascetics living on Kofsikalivia. And so he lived there for a couple of years. He was tonsured a monk. Eventually he got sick and he had to leave Mount Athos and spent the majority of his life away from Mount Athos. But that was always where his heart was. So he went back to Evia, where he was from. He recovered a little bit from his sickness. And eventually he was appointed to this position, this very high position, of being the priest of the clinic, at, of the chapel at the, clin- the polyclinic in Athens, which is the big hospital. So imagine you're at the, in the capital, the big hospital, and you're the chaplain. You're the one who serves services at the church there. They served there for 30, over 30 years. And then eventually he was able to found a monastery that he went and lived at for a number of years. And in his final years of his life, he went back to Mount Athos, where he reposed in the Lord. And uh, we don't have his relics because he told his two disciples, he said, When I die, bury me. And when you exhume the bones, which is the tradition in Greece, is you take the bones up after the body has decomposed, put them somewhere that no one knows. So no one will know where I am. So they won't come and cause a disturbance here in Kofskalivia, which is such a, a place of such quiet. So today we learn about another holy man, which is the blind man in the gospel. What I'd like to do today, rather than giving my own words, is offer some words from St. Porphyrios. This is the book Wounded by Love, which is the most well-known book about his life and has his wisdom and his writings. In the Gospel today, we hear about a blind man outside Jericho, sitting outside along the road. And this blind man, he beseeches our Lord, begs him to be healed, and eventually he is healed. And our Lord says, well, in the translation that we have here, it says, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. It's not quite the full point. It's your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you. So his faith has saved him. 
He has received eternal life from his faith. And oh, by the way, he also received his sight. You see, that's the important thing that occurred there, is that he received eternal life. So what was it that got him to that point of receiving eternal life? I'll talk about some of the qualities of him and then read a little bit from St. Porphyrios. At the first we see that the blind man was vigilant. He was watching even though he didn't have eyes. He heard a commotion and he said, Who's there? And the people told him, It's Jesus of Nazareth. He was ready and waiting for that moment. And so then he started calling out. This is what St. Porphyrius says about vigilance. Be mindful always of God. That is how our mind will acquire agility. Agility of mind comes from vigilance. Vigilance is passionate love for God. It's eros. It is always having your heart and mind focused on Christ, even if you are engaged in other tasks. Vigilance requires love and yearning for Christ. You will acquire remembrance of God through the prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Through the prayers of the church, through the hymns, and through bringing to mind the acts of God and recalling passages from Holy Scripture and from other spiritual books. This, of course, all requires good attention. Vigilance is required in our spiritual lives, and this is what we see in the blind man. We also see that he is persistent. He keeps on calling out to our Lord, even though the people are trying to shush him. Those people who are followers of Christ, right? Literally following Christ around. And yet we see their true colors. Because here's a man who of all of them would need Christ. And they're saying, shh, be quiet, be quiet. And so his persistence is what also leads to his salvation. And St. Porfirio says, Turn your mind towards Christ continually, persistently. Learn to love prayer, familiarly converse with the Lord. What counts above all is love, passionate love for the Lord, for Christ the Bridegroom. Become worthy of Christ's love. In order not to live in darkness, turn on the switch of prayer so that the divine light may flood your soul. Just think of that, the darkness that we have inside of us. And the light switch is prayer. Christ will appear in the depths of your being. There in the deepest and most inward part is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. So he's vigilant, he's persistent, and he's discerning as well. Because the blind man didn't just say, Jesus, help me, have mercy on me. He said, Jesus, son of David. Son of David. So he was recognizing Christ's Messiahship. He was recognizing that Christ is the Messiah. He had this discerning vision. Even without eyes, he was able to see. St. Porphyrios, towards the end of his life, lost much of his sight as well. And here's a little passage from later in his life. On another occasion, a group of four or five of us went on an excursion to North Evia. The car was passing through beautiful countryside, plants, trees, and flowers to the left, and on the right, the sea stretching out to the horizon. He's blind. He's describing this. 
All was perfect, clear, and bright. No one was speaking. Suddenly I asked my companions, What do you see outside? What are you seeing at this moment? I, blind though I am, see too through your eyes. I started to sing, Your eyes are my eyes, your eyelashes are mine, your two hands are keys that open my heart. And those are verses from a popular song. This song, of course, is a popular song, but we take it metaphorically. But do you understand? There are other eyes, the eyes of the soul. With the eyes of the body, you can see within a certain range. But with the eyes of the soul, you can see the dark side of the moon. You see with the eyes of the body. I see the same things through grace even better, more clearly. With the eyes of the body, you see things externally. With the eyes of the soul, you see more deeply. You see externally, I see how things are internally. I see and read the soul of the person. The blind man had great discernment, even without his sight, to know this is the Messiah. He was able to see with his spiritual eyes to discern what was before him and to seize upon the opportunity. And he was so vigilant, so persistent, and so discerning, but he also had to be humble. Think about it. He's helpless on the side of the road. He has this great opportunity to be healed, and he reaches out to Christ with his words. And what happens? People spit on him, basically. Tell him to be quiet. You're not worthy of this. They debased him. And did that stop him? No. All of those, the assaults that he was feeling from the people just washed away in his humility. St. Porphyria says, The humble person is conscious of his inner state. He knows he is sinful and is grieved by the fact, but he does not despair. He accepts to be criticized and rebuked by others without getting angry and defending himself. He does not lose his equilibrium. Isn't this exactly how the blind man was? He didn't care that the other people were saying this to him. He just let it wash by. He humbled himself and received his reward. And St. Porfirio says these words that really cut inside for myself and hopefully for you as well. It's egotism on our part to wish for others to speak politely to us. It's egotism on our part to wish for others to speak politely to us. If they don't, we shouldn't be upset. Let them speak to us as they wish. We needn't become beggars for love. Something to ponder. And so this beggar on the side of the road, this blind man, he wasn't a beggar for love. He allowed these people to shush him, to quiet him down, and yet he continued on to say exactly what he wanted. So he was vigilant, he was persistent, he was discerning, he was humble, and finally, he had a singular focus. He had one mind. His focus was on Christ. Christ was before him. This is all that he cared about and all that he focused upon. And this is perhaps the most important lesson we can learn from St. Porphyrios, is to unwaveringly focus on Christ. He says, 
Fix your gaze unwaveringly upwards towards Christ. Become familiar with Christ. Work with Christ. Live with Christ. Breathe with Christ. Suffer with Christ. Rejoice with Christ. Let Christ be everything for you. Let your soul long for and cry out to her bridegroom, I crave for you, O my bridegroom. Christ is the bridegroom. He is the Father. He is everything. He is nothing higher in life. There is nothing higher in life than love for Christ. Whatever we desire, we find in Christ. Christ is everything, all joy, all gladness, all paradise. When we have Christ within us, we possess all beauty, all magnificence. And this, my brothers and sisters, is where our focus should be. We see in the blind man that he was vigilant, he was persistent, he was humble, he had a singular focus, and he was discerning. In all of these things, may we too continue unwaveringly to pursue Christ. Amen.